Welcome to this week's episode of the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with your hosts, Zach and John. Yeah, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Uh, who you repping? What's your team? Uh, who you repping? What's your team? Uh, you know I'm repping for my team. Yeah, I got Josh Allen on my team. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, can you catch it? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. We're back here, it's a Tuesday. I just got done with golf practice, which is always wonderful. Girls golf is, a, is probably the best thing that a person can coach. I uh, get you out of school a lot as a teacher. And during nice weather, I mean, it was 90 degrees today. Beautiful day to be out of school. Yeah, it was a it was a great day. It's starting to feel more like fall, which, I mean, it's football season, and we're here for that. Um, speaking of football season, um, we had a football game on Thursday. I don't I don't know if you realize that, um, but I've got I've just got one word to say about it, and it's wow, what a game! If only if only someone in last week's podcast had predicted that. Not only would the Bills win, but they would win in convincing fashion. If only someone had uh, predicted that. Yeah, that would have been nice, but um, I didn't. And like I said at the end of last week's episode, if that's what it takes for the Bills to win the rest of the season is me picking against them, then you know what? Fine. I will be – oh, what? I can't remember the name of it. The guy Jerry Sullivan. I will be the Jerry Sullivan of our podcast. Just negative, um, you name it. Sorry, Jerry, if you listen, you probably don't. But uh, yeah, there's there's always got to be somebody who's maybe not not as big of a overly optimistic, however you might say. But the big thing with that and why I picked the Rams was just because of statistically, Super Bowl champion wins that game. 90 like 99 percent of the time so that's why i went with that but the bills showed up they performed um you know halftime it was a tie game what was it It was 10 10 at half and it felt like we should it felt like we were winning that game even though we were not um yeah you agree i mean not to interrupt you but um on the whole Super Bowl winner, I said in our podcast, I think it was two weeks ago when we were doing, you know, kind of our predict the Bills whole season, uh, the the Super Bowl champion is 13 and three or was 13 and three all time in opening games. Uh, they're now 13 and four, thanks to Buffalo's convincing win in L.A. And I got to I got to shout out the mafia, man. They travel. We knew they traveled. We've seen them come to KC. We've seen them come in droves to Kansas City. I mean, there there have been you don't see a lot of teams come into Arrowhead and make a noticeable difference. And Bills fans did it twice last year, once during the regular season, and they were you know they were there during that final that final game as well. Unfortunately, it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, but we were there in mass. Yeah, Stafford even said that they had to go um, silent count. They just couldn't hear, which is obnoxious. Um, so hats off to you, Mafia, for everyone who was at that game. Fantastic job. Way to represent. Wish I could have been there. Um, the other fun fact of the game, I kind of saw it on Twitter, 
the next day. I guess they released a poll at the stadium. They had a couple different songs on it as far as what song to play during like commercial break or something like that. And one of the song choices was Shout by the Isley Brothers. And, um, of course, I don't think they knew what they were doing, but with all the Bills fans there, obviously Shout won, and they played it out loud in their stadium. Had to have been probably the most embarrassing thing to ever happen. Um, Completely obnoxious. Yeah, I I feel like that was an inside job. I think there's got to be someone working on that Rams production crew that's secretly a Bills fan. Wouldn't surprise (laughs) me, to be honest. We we know that the people who work at these, you know, who work for NFL teams are fans, uh, a lot of times, of other teams. I've seen photographers on the field wearing (laughs) Bills hats, uh, and I don't think they're supposed to, but they do it anyways. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe it's encouraged for a photographer. Um, But we know that the... the homers are out there. I, I can't read anything because I am currently, for the, oh, for the listeners, I am in the car. So if you ever hear some weird background noise or honking, uh, I'm mobile today. So Up the Gut says, Tisk, Tisk, are you ever picking against the Bills again? Yeah, you, you missed a little bit of that discussion. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'll pick against the Bills whenever I really see fit, and if that's what it takes for them to win. That's great. And I, I know at the same point, I, I think we're superstitious as fans. I think that's the big thing. And I feel like I came out way too optimistic against the Steelers last year to open the season. And deep down, I just did not want to embarrass myself by being so confident in that. Uh, might be weird because deep down, I know my confidence has no bearing on the Bills. Uh Maybe maybe in, like, mass amounts, if Bill's Mafia as a whole was overly optimistic on Twitter, maybe players read it and then they get optimistic, but I doubt it. Uh, at the end of the day, they're just focusing on um, what they've got to focus on before the game, and I don't think they're worried about all that noise. Speaking of, yeah, superstition and the Steelers, man. The Steelers, when are, when, I think we're going to have to start calling the Steelers the spoilers. Uh, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, but they're they're the spoilers, man. Like two, this is two seasons in a row. The Steelers have opened up on the road against a, an opponent that is supposed to be kind of a world beater, and they've won. And both times, it's been in pretty fluky fashion. Now, I, I will say, Burrow threw what f- f- five interceptions. He was doing his best Nathan, uh, best Nathan Peterman impression. But he did uh, not have a good game. They said he sat in the locker room, still had majority of his like passing uniform on for like yeah. well over an hour after the game um no he, he 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 played terribly and i guess my point is Steeler if you're a steelers fan and you and you find this this uh podcast don't get too excited um because i i think it was still a fluky win i'm still not a believer in the steelers i do however think the steelers are going to go 2-0 and to start the season which is going to be really annoying um kind of like last year when they started what 5-0 and 7-0 and because they had just a super soft schedule to open up the year with the exception of the Bills game. But uh, yeah. that's, you know, it's, that's something that's, that's week one for you, right? Week one's all about overreaction. It's all about uh, saying things that are insane. Like, I don't know. The Bills are winning, winning the Super Bowl. That's, that's, is that overreaction? I don't know. So back to our game a little bit. Um, so I had some technical difficulties with the app I used to watch the Bills game, and if I was on the 
um, full high def version, it would completely just start buffering and I would miss plays. And I had, I have super fast internet and I checked the speed while that was happening. It was not the issue. Um, then I, I switched to low def and it would rewind like every couple plays. And so then I'm like really far behind and it was at inopportune times. So finally, luckily I found out that, um, I was able to switch apps. I went to the, I believe it was Peacock app and I was already paying for that. So game was for free. Once I did that, it was great, but I missed quite a few drives is where I'm going with this. And I missed the fumble from James Cook. Um, I got a message from Jameson and it said, um, something along the lines of Jesus rookie. Um, and I'm like, uh, this can't be good. Um, and then next thing you know, I look and TV comes back on and we don't have the ball anymore. Um, and that also happened with the McKenzie. I, you can't call it a fumble because it was an interception, uh, for Josh on the stat line, but put that on the yeah, yeah, it was it was probably pretty close to that, and so that was pretty fluky. Um, the only like the real turnover I give to Josh is that interception with Crowder coming across the middle of the field. Yes, Crowder should have probably kept running, um, but Josh shouldn't have ever thrown that football. Um, e- even if Crowder stopped, it wasn't a good play, and he shouldn't have done it, and he knew it. And I think to that point, as you were sitting there watching Josh. Um, he, he looked like he was not in it at the beginning of the game. And I, I don't know. He just ha- kind of had that, like, stone impression, like, on his face. He just looked – it just looked cold. And it kind of looked like he wasn't all there. And then second half opens up, and Josh Allen takes off for a run, and he gets hit. And next thing you know, he's smiling, laughing, and I instantly knew, that here comes Josh Allen. Here we go. And he lit him up in the second half. What a performance. Yeah, I mean, you know, Josh has, Josh has always said to the media and, and his coaches have always said that he kind of likes to get hit. He needs to get hit to feel like he's in a game, which is terrifying uh, for a fan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but I, I get it to an extent because um, as someone who never really played sports, but as someone who plays a lot of video games, <laughs> there are, uh, there are times that I need to get killed before I can really go off in like, uh, you know, call of duty or something like that. Um, so I get, I get that mentality. Obviously what I'm t- trying to tell you guys here is that I am the Josh Allen of call of duty. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go that far John. I would not go that far. Um, Challenge accepted. So something like one of the plays that just was wild to me, and it came out that Josh Allen kind of drew the play up, play up in the dirt. It was not the, the called play. It was Diggs running deep. He completely burned Ramsey, made Ramsey look like an idiot. Ramsey was talking all this junk the whole game, um, and he embarrassed him. Josh threw the ball, and I saw some comments on Twitter and Facebook and things of Josh Allen underthrew that ball. But come on, he was scrambling. He was like full on sprinting, chucked the ball up fifty yards. Like, yeah, he was running right where it needed to go. Three miles. Touch- he was running thirteen point three miles per hour per next gen stats, which they said was the fastest a quarterback's ever scrambled and thrown a pass of that distance in the era where they can track quarterbacks' running speed like they are. 
it, it's wild to me. And the fact he still scored, and then they asked Jalen Ramsey at the end of the game, and because you know he had this comments previously of Josh Allen being trash, and he brought up that Allen has, you know, was a project, but he is now a top five quarterback in the NFL, and he said. Man, when he ran out, scrambled out of that pocket, and he just flicked his wrist, and that ball went fifty yards. I was amazed. Um, and yeah, you know, I gotta give Ramsey. That- I gotta give Ramsey credit. He he grew up a lot. Um, real, it's really fast when you're humbled like that too. But he definitely yeah. showed some maturity. It's funny what Josh Allen will do to you when he embarrasses you like he does. Um, it's amazing to me just what Josh Allen is able to do. And I think we've seen, like, Diggs. When Diggs first came to this team, he was just – there's stories of him seeing what Allen could do and was like, damn, I knew he yeah. was good. I didn't know he was this good. And then you saw that with Von Miller at the end of this game, calling him a creature. I mean, he said that before, but Von finally got to see him, like, in-game, like, playing on the same team as him. And wow. Um, but I think speaking of Vaughn, we got to start talking about our defense. What do you think about that defense? So, okay. And then here's where I want to warn against overreaction because I personally think, and I said this before the game last week, I said, I think the Rams offensive line might be very bad. And so I'm worried. I don't want to get too excited too fast on this defense. Obviously, yeah, they looked dominant. They looked ridiculous at the line of scrimmage. Um, And I think what's most impressive is they were getting to the quarterback with four. There was no blitzing. They didn't blitz one time. Uh, So that's that's the good news. The bad news is I think the Rams offensive line is going to be really bad this year. I think this is going to be one of those games that we look back on hindsight and go, oh, man, the Rams just have a really, really bad offensive line. But that's all what I'll say. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? I still think at the end of the day, you've got Von Miller. Von Miller, one, the one play he did where he kind of ducked a little bit and he came in on Stafford, that was an amazing sack. We have not seen those kind of pass moves since Mario Williams. I mean, Jerry Hughes great. <laughs> so I thought. Um, Jerry Hughes, it seemed like we get to the pass where you just never get home. And to finally get that was so great. I think the stat was, uh, well, this was regarding Phillips. Phillips, who also had two sacks in the game, they said Phillips had two sacks and one half of football. And meanwhile, in like five seasons with the Bills, Star Latoulet had like three or four sacks or something like that, something obnoxious. Uh, and I know Star Latoulet, they're going to they're say Star was not here for sacks. But neither is Jordan Phillips. But Jordan Phillips just brings that energy that this team needed. I think having Von Miller on the team with him, um, it opens it up a lot. I think Ed Oliver is going to eat, too. Hopefully his um, foot is doing all right. I I was definitely nervous seeing him uh, in a boot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do want to mention at this point, because we do have some lo- some listeners uh, logged in here, that we are open discussion tonight. There's no agenda for this podcast. We're kind of just talking. Um, if you've got thoughts on the Rams, if you've got thoughts on the upcoming game against the Titans, I know that I'm really, really kicking myself for giving my ticket to my brother-in-law for the home opener. Um, 
I know I'm going to be happy when I have the personal days at the end of the year to take off for the Super Bowl and go to Phoenix. But right now, I'm real jealous that he's going to be in Orchard Park next Monday uh, partying it up. All right. We've got a request to speak from Coach. We'll go ahead and let him give his takes or anything he wants to bring up and ask. Coach, you can go ahead and unmute and then should let you talk. What's going on? I'm just living the dream, man. You guys good? Yeah, so yeah, what uh, what's your takes on the game? <clears throat> Obviously there's some stuff to clean up, but anytime you can have that many turnovers and still win the game by three possessions, it's very nice. Agreed. I mean the turnovers were scary, but like Josh said, coming out of half to be tied with the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Um after as many turnovers as they had, they knew they had that game. Yeah, and I agree the Rams' O-line isn't what it was last year, but our D-line is not what it was last year either. I think that we will have a few more games like that this season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a, a similar game this week. I mean, if you guys remember last the last time we played the Titans, if you take away the one run that Henry broke and they missed like three holding calls on, if you take away that, he had like 17 carries for 60 yards. So he he was getting a lot of little here and there, and then he, he got the one big one up the middle. So I, I, I yeah, that's go ahead. Yeah, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Uh, I think there's a lot of Bills fans on Twitter talking about, well, are the Bills going to handle Derrick Henry? I think everyone forgets that historically the Bills have handled Derrick Henry really well. Yep. He usually only gets one or two big runs, and like you said, last year he was he went off on a call that a play that shouldn't have happened. I mean, it was massive holding on that play. Um, yeah. But we, we all know how the NFL feels about holding. It only counts when it's, uh, when it's needed. Yeah. There was literally a hold on all three levels. There was a hold on the D line, a hold on the linebackers, and a hold on the seven. But it is what it is. That game was fun from the beginning anyways. Um, you know, my dad, I'm thinking about the COVID thing. That's the, I would be psyched fans honestly believe that Sorry, you cut in a little bit. I, I don't know, Zach, did you get that? I did not. Um, we might have to go on to Tim real quick and see what Tim's got. I'll go ahead and give him let him go ahead and speak. All right, Tim, you got me a little worried with this Giants profile picture. No, uh, I do root, I do root for the Bills when the Giants stink. Oh, well, they, well, they don't stink this week. I, they, they, I was very impressed um, with what you guys did yeah, to I the know. Titans this week. I, yeah, I know. I, I follow a Coach in here on Twitter, so I just wanted to come in and talk to you guys about the Titans because we just played them and you guys are playing them next week. Yeah. What did you think about Dable's decision uh, to go for two? I, I mean, were you nervous? No, I loved it. I mean, because that's something that the Giants haven't had in years, an aggressive coach, like, not afraid to go for it because, like, the, the thing I loved about it was in the post-game press conference, he was asked, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, you have to play without fear and live with the consequences. I mean, that's just the life of being a head coach in the National Football League and just, like, not being afraid, just being aggressive. I mean, I love that mindset that he has. 
Yeah, it, it was great. Um, he did the same thing for us against the Titans last year. Um, we ended up going for it. Josh Allen slipped and fell on like a fourth and one. And there, there's nobody else you want to put the ball in his hands than your quarterback at the end of the game. And when you can control that you're going to win the game, that's awesome. I mean, you guys had like a minute left in the game. Um, Titans were driving. I mean, they came down uh, down to what was it, the 25 or 30-yard yeah. line. And if, if they hadn't have done that, um, they it would have still been similar situation, but they allowed themselves to win and not, not allow a coin toss like Bills fans hate to dictate a game. So, Tim, Tim, I have a question for you as a, as a Giants fan who watched that game. Um, what can you tell us about the Titans? Like, what do they look like this year? What did the Giants' defense look like against their offense? What their offense look what, What's yeah, their so offense look like without like, A.J. Brown? Their offense, it's like, it's still a little bit similar. It's just they don't have, like, a guy that can take that can, uh, take the top off. Um, like, Traylon Burks is, is kind of like a poor man version of A.J. Brown. Um, obviously, like, well, if you think about this, too, uh, the Giants managed to... Slow down Derrick Henry to, uh, let me see, uh, he, he didn't have a, he had like an okay day, but not like a great day. He had uh, 21 rushes for 82 yards. So, I mean, you think about that too. The Giants' run defense is really good. The only reason why the Titans were so good in the air is just because the Giants' secondary is, I mean, they're terrible. So, I mean, um, and think about this too. Uh, um, uh, our top two... Uh, edge rushers and Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau were both out. So that just speaks to the level of run defense that, that we have. So, I mean, if you stop the run and force Ryan Tannehill to beat you, you guys should easily beat the Titans. Easily. Well, and I think Vegas agrees with you, too, there. There's a reason the Bills are nine and a half points favorites. I haven't looked to see if that line's moved. But, uh, yeah. Uh, how about how about their defense? Like, what's what's their defense looking like? Is it I mean, anything special? Their front is still very good, but because Mike Brable's a, a fucking genius. But the thing is, like, that loss of Harold Landry, I mean, that hurts them. But I mean, Simmons and Dupree are just still monsters. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I took some notes on the game, John. Um, I actually watched that game afterwards with the Game Pass. Um, and one of the things I said was they, they blitzed a lot in that game um, versus, versus the Giants. Uh, and don't, Bud blitz, Dupree, don't, blitz, don't blitz Josh Allen. And, and that's what's going to be hard. Josh got rid of the ball really quick in, in last week's game. If he does that, it's going to slow him down. That has to frustrate guys like Aaron Donald who just cannot get home because no matter what happens, he's getting rid of the ball quickly. We saw that with, with Tom Brady all the time. Um, it really demoralizes a pass rush. Um, but that's exactly what Brable's going to do is he's going to dial up a blitz um, and he's going to put the pressure on. But I'm hoping with a little bit of that screen game that we can do with James Cook, I'd like to give the rookie another chance. I'm excited for that. I am worried about the returner that they have in wide receiver in Phillips. That kid, I don't know where he came from, but he was fast. Um, seemed like they, they were getting the ball to a lot of wide receivers. Um, and yeah, containing Tannehill is big because I can see us on a blitz or if we blitz or if we're getting to the quarterback, I can see Tannehill getting outside and rushing for a first down and it's just going to be frustrating. Uh, we didn't really have to see that with Stafford too much. So that, that's definitely 
going to be a concern. Yeah, Tannehill's a bit a bit more of a mobile quarterback uh, than Stafford. He's not much more mobile. I mean, it's not like Tannehill's out there known for his run, running ability, but he'll definitely move a little bit more. Stafford's kind of that that traditional pocket passer. Um, do you think we're going to blitz? I mean, we did we did not blitz at all. Do you think we're going to punt? Are we punting in this game? No, no. Cut the no punt. We don't need him. We don't need him. I want Barkley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, as far as, like, do we need to blitz, um, I think it comes down to if you really need to. Um, we did not need to send anyone more than four guys uh, versus the Rams, and it worked, so there's no reason to do it. If you can keep Jordan Poyer back in coverage to help those young corners, uh, which, mind you, those corners did a fantastic job. Um, I was definitely scratching my head when Elam didn't get the start, but at the same point... Um, when, when you've got somebody who can get drafted later than the first round and keep you out straight up, give them the, give them the job. Um, and it seemed like our, our young corners really did a great job. And I think a lot of that was because we didn't have to blitz. We had four guys rushing and we were getting home. Um, if, if you're not able to get home with four guys, maybe you start sending Poyer. Um, Taron Johnson and maybe on the blitz here and there. Um, but I don't think we're going to blitz all that much. Taylor Lewan, are you really worried about him? I don't know if you remember all this stuff that happened a couple of years ago between Shaq Lawson, um, Jordan Phillips, and Taylor Lewan. Um, <laughs> but that was pretty entertaining, and I, I saw screenshots popping back up on that. Yeah, I, did, I don't remember that drama that occurred between them, but I did see that uh... – it was going going around Twitter. There was some sort of drama between Taylor and uh, Shaq Lawson. Um, Before the yeah, game, I mean, he basically said, who are you? Um, and then Phillips and um, Phillips and Shaq just embarrassed the crap out of him. And at the end of the game, they walked up and said, oh, you know who I am now? And, of course, Juan was a little baby about it and like took to Twitter because that's like where he could do it. But... You know, because that's where we hey, that's hey, where we go to take our concerns. So um, with uh, with uh, Taylor Lewan back, does that mean uh, we're we're no longer going to have Deion Dawkins? <laughs> is, is that joke still still a thing? Uh, when that commentator said that stupid remark of you know they got the backup in now, um, Deion Dawkins with Lewan out. The, I, I don't remember. You're, last, you're, are you? Have you been drinking? I'm, I'm not following no, your I, conversation. Last year, the commentator <laughs> brought up a remark, basically saying, acting like Taylor Lewan was from our team. Uh, it, it made oh, zero. Okay, I gotcha. Um, yeah, he just didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I swear we get the worst commentators, and I I really hated that we got Chris Collinsworth on this last game. <laughs> worst, you know, what? first thing in the world. You to know, listen. I, I didn't. So I didn't listen to Chris Collinsworth live because I was at Al's and I was too busy screaming and losing my voice. But um, I did listen to him on the replay the day after. I decided to rewatch the game uh, from bed because I was just dog tired. And I got to say, I think Chris Collinsworth gets a lot of undue hate. The guy does. Now, here's the guy. Yeah, he does tend. Now, here's a guy um, (laughs) who who says that a lot, but he, he does know a lot about the game and I don't know. 
I, I think I, I am on team. Uh, I think we troll him. And, and Landlord Matt's in here, so he'll agree with this. He, there's another guy that we, we unduly, I think, troll, and that's Joe Buck, right? Everyone loves to hate Joe Buck, but uh, all Joe Buck does is love sports. And really, what, what more can you want from a commentator? You know, my big thing problem with Collinsworth, though, was it seems like he was pro-Rams from the start. And then at the end, he's like, I knew the Bills were going to win this thing. I knew they were the better team. Yada, yada, yada. And if you Oh, think, he's a, he's a flip-flopper for sure. That's why he's a national he, commentator. He does that. He did start, like, on the first drive with Josh Allen. He did uh, say something along the lines of if uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning could have a baby, it would be Josh Allen. Um, I was like, what? Where where is this respect coming from? And and then of course two interceptions happened. I say, oh, here comes the jinx. Um, and then Josh Allen just lit it up in the second half, and he didn't he didn't turn back on that. Um, and I think it kind of helped our defense get fired up as well, um, knowing that the offense didn't give up. I'm worried about McKenzie. Um, definitely don't want to see him not get the carries because I think he. He could lose the job to Crowder uh, if he keeps making mistakes. Crowder is a thousand-yard receiver. He's not some scrub, and uh, Crowder did some great things for us in that game, even though he did cause one interception. Yeah, so um, I did just pull into my house, which means uh, Cassie's probably sitting inside wondering what I'm doing. But let's wrap this up a bit. I want to I, I want to pose a question to the crowd, and if you're listening to this later on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, here's my question. So Cassie, my girlfriend's obviously a Chiefs fan, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, we have a flagpole. We have a flagpole on our house, and I hung up a giant buffalo flag before uh, the game last Thursday, and she let me keep it up for pretty much you know the whole week Thursday. I think I took it down on Sunday. And she put up a Chiefs flag because the Chiefs played. And I think that's fair. Um, and now she has the Chiefs flag up because they play again on Thursday. The question is, how long is appropriate before I take the flag down and put the Bills one back up? I told her that I think Thursday night, they can have it Thursday night for the game. And then Friday, they can have it for the part, the beginning of the day. <laughs> but I think once I get home from work, that's when the flag comes down and it's officially Bill's time, baby. See, I think you should be neutral here. Here's my thinking. I always feel like we've had the rule where, you know, we get a couple days after the game to really be hyped and then we go move on to the next game. We, we started out doing that whole, like, recap episode and then we would do a preview episode later in the week with, like, beers with Randy, um, which uh, Landlord Matt was uh, – a fun guest for many of those episodes but uh, um, good times and great oldies yeah good good memories there but we always had that rule where it was like you know you get a couple days and i feel like this one's an exception because we had a thursday night game and we stick to our tuesday episode i really think you give them two get two days guess what today's tuesday john get out of the car tear that freaking flag down she can put it back up on thursday uh be neutral right now no bills flag no Chiefs flag. She can have it up on game day. If the Chiefs win, she can have it Friday and Saturday morning, and then you put the Bills flag up. 
I think that's only fair. Landlord Matt, just request permission right now. And uh, you're on the episode. You just got to request permission to talk. <laughs> that is true. Landlord Matt, if you want to... If you want to chime in here, you're welcome to. I'm getting out of my car, though, because I feel like the creep just sitting in the car. So uh, I want the anti-Rams fan on here. Oh, yeah. You know you know, Landlord Matt, who, for those of you who don't know, uh, is from St. Louis. He's a St. Louisan, as he would say. Uh, you know that he was thoroughly enjoying the Bill shellacking of the Rams and really taking it to him. But uh, I, just to work the house, I'm home. It's been a long day. So I think for me, I'm going to call it a day here. Uh, unless unless anyone has anything they'd like to add or talk about, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going here pretty soon. In Buffalo, who you got? I mean, I I look at that game and I watched what the Titans. Uh, and I think we, did we lose Zach? No, I'm still here. Zach, are you there? Yeah. Um. So. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. It's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen's coming. You ready? Step Days is coming. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, ayy. It's the Buffalo Bills, ayy. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top uh. of us. What they gonna do in Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge? Nothing. Don't you throw it in the air, cause Trey White and Michael Highway intercept. Von Miller getting double teamed, now the team getting easy sacks. Russo with the double moves, coming straight for the quarterback. Uh, take him down, take him down. McDermott clapping on the sidelines, and the crowd going crazy. Mafia, it's our time. Josh Allen, it's your time. It's the Mafia, yeah. Sunday, one Bills drive. Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. 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 Buffalo, Buffalo, 
Buffalo, it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards, will it be caught? Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder, down the field, past the whole roster, that step digs, make it so easy. Touchdown, high mark, field rocking every Sunday, got a hangover on every Monday, get your bass kicked, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Cook, you know we great, if you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one